tuned into the ETBU Sportsnet, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. And welcome to a special edition on the Texas Tiger Podcast. Today we'll turn it over to KMHT Sports Director Matthew Paul. week but we are so excited today to be talking etbu softball always excited to talk etbu softball we've got head coach janae shirley on with us coach how you doing this morning i'm great thanks for having me so good to have you here uh so ready for the season to get rolling um you know just baseball and softball have become so exciting at etbu whether you're talking about facilities uh, the programs themselves, everything else. And so uh, as we get ready for uh, another season, uh, just to kind of start, what are you looking forward to most this year? Yeah, I'm just excited to see what our new kids do, um, you know, just as far as like returning from last season. I mean, we returned everybody with the exception of to like our pitching staff. And so okay. kind of our transition there was bringing in some new kids that we feel like would – Help us make that transition over and had a couple transfers and we're just excited on where we're at. Yeah, the it's funny talking with you, talking with Coach Hood, the, the portal's alive and well. Um at, yes, at it is. Yeah. It is, so that's exciting. So um let's let's kind of reflect back on last year. Obviously I know uh, Another successful season, obviously, would would love to have gone a little further. Um, I know we had a chance. We were hosting the World Series, the excitement of potentially playing there. But uh, as you reflect back on on last season and look at who's coming back, um, what what are the strengths of this team coming back? I mean, we're returning four All-Americans, so our whole entire infield returns. Bad. Yeah. A more. <laughs> um, you know, the two up the middle, we have two of the strongest kids in the country. So Tristan Maddox, who's been, you know, she's ASC Player of the Year, first-team All-American, shortstop Golden Glove. Like, the kid has continued to grow and build. And then Courtney White, who's equally as solid, both five-tool players that have just really been dynamic for our program. So having those two kids back, along with our two other All-Americans, um, Torin Cummings, and um, Delaney Loya. Mm. It's just we're we're really excited. And those kids are now like in you know year three and four of the program. And so as they get you know further along and smarter and stronger and um, more capable, it's exciting to see what they do year three and four and potentially oh, yeah. for some of them year five. Um, so yeah, we're excited and just the kids that we added to the mix. I think kind of give us a really well-rounded picture of what we're looking at. So, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what's going to happen. Yeah, and one of the things we kind of – and it's funny. Almost everybody Brandon and I have talked to, we talked to Kendrick Biggs at Wiley University Baseball, and he's like, well, we're returning almost everybody. We talked to Jared and Tanner at ETB. We're returning almost everybody. Talk about how valuable experience is, not just not just experience with the program, but just even the maturity of their age uh, in a team that's that's kind of got a lot of years behind them. Yeah, experience is obviously a huge thing. I think that really showed um, with Jared and his program last year. You know, having players that have, you know, played at the collegiate level for three, four, five, and some of those guys right. six years is huge. You're just so much smarter and understand the game so much better. So it provides this different dynamic. And, you know, for some, the further they get in their career, like their bodies start breaking down and they yes. aren't able to do as much. We've been fortunate to where, you know, kids like Tristan Maddox, like she is physically at her prime and she's in year four. And so um, that's exciting to see when a player is just now like playing their yeah. best ball and continuing to grow. That's why 
it's it's hard at the softball level because you don't really get to see what a lot of those kids' best balls looking. That's what we're getting to see yeah. in with the COVID year. So you know, our girls that were here during that time had two years. And so we're really getting to see what they're capable of doing just because softball doesn't really have the professional sure. level and they don't have the opportunity to go on. Um, we kind of got an opportunity to see that when we were in Australia. You know, some, yeah. it's a 23 and under. And so a lot of those kids are a little bit older than some of our girls. And you just see the maturity in like they're at bats and just fundamentally what they do defensive. And it's just a different game. Yeah. Well, in most sports, I mean, I, follow a lot of their professional sports and they kind of talk about 24 25 is usually your peak which right. nowadays you're getting a lot of that and co- you're getting pretty close to that in college right. so it's it's exciting well I'm excited for this season i got the schedule pulled up here looks like we start saturday the 17th in trinity yep. so starting with the challenge right out of the gate but i gotta talk for a minute i'm looking at this leadoff classic in columbus georgia yeah. and it looks like a whole lineup of teams that were here for the for the Division Three National Championship last year, talk about going to that tournament, how that came about. Yeah, that's um, you know that's an opportunity that our like National Fast Pitch Coaches Association puts on every other year, and it's an invite tournament. So the top twenty five teams in the country get invited to it, and they'll like sprinkle in a couple other ones just depending on who accepts the invitation. But it's really a tournament to where you get the opportunity to build your strength of schedule and get to play co- good competition all in one area. Um, and, you know, we've continued to choose to go to that tournament. We've gone to it, you know, since I've been coaching every time it's been hosted every other year and has provided us an opportunity to really get some quality games. Um, we definitely got the gauntlet this year, yeah. you know, right off the bat. But that's great for us. We had the opportunity at the World Series to have, you know, specifically a lot of our local kids came and helped work it and be a part of it. But in them watching some of these teams play there, you know, I think they got to see that, they were capable of playing at that level. And, you know, I think for them it was like this – they now have a chip on their shoulder. Like, you know, we know we're as good as, mm-hmm. you know, those programs that are competing on our fields for a national championship. And I think that that was a good experience for those kids to see. And, you know, I'm excited to get out there and see how we stack up. Yeah. it's uh, So, folks, just to kind of let you know what we're talking about, it's in Columbus, Georgia, uh, starting the weekend of March 1st. ETB will, will start Friday, March 1st with Virginia Westland and Trine. Uh Definite, definite hot start there. Then Saturday morning, it's Christopher Newport and Case Western Reserve. And then Sunday morning, Barry College and Babson. So, I mean, it, yeah. th- these are teams, a lot of these teams that we saw out here. Um, and I, I actually want to talk about, uh, in just a moment, I'm going to turn it over to Brandon, that we're, we're, uh, we're going to be hosting that again this year. But before we do, one thing that I've kind of noticed, um, and here's the thing. You know, we talked about a lot of these teams, you, Jared squad, having a lot of kids coming back. A lot of other schools may as well. And he was talking about the ASC is probably going to look for baseball even stronger than it has been because a lot of those teams are returning a lot yeah. of folks. What, what about in softball? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have a similar picture. You know, uh, Marham Baylor really was somebody that we battled with, and they did well at the postseason level too. And I think they're going to have kind of a similar picture. You know, we've had one of the top – conferences softball-wise in the country for a really long time and you know that's not something that has been true in every sport but it's really been a consistent thing for softball and so um it's if you're able to 
compete in the top part of our conference, you know, year in, year out, you're going to have a chance to compete at the next level. So I think it's going to be a similar situation yeah. this year. Well, and that's 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 really what you what you want. What you you don't want to roll through a conference that doesn't prepare you at all for the thing you want to win. Right. Uh, and so uh, excited for just excited for the season as a whole to get rolling. But I want to turn it, turn it over to Brandon because we we won't talk about this this World Series and getting it two years in a row and all that. Uh, we have mentioned it. We all know that we had the World Series here this last summer. Just talk about what that meant for the community, the team mentality. Uh, I know you guys didn't play in it. No. Uh, but we get another chance this year. Yeah. Talk about the unique circumstances that brought about being able to do it two years in a row because it is a floating tournament, right? It goes to different colleges. But uh, uh, ETBU kind of timed with all of the facilities. You know, Dr. Blackburn got that softball field in order, the baseball field. They're, they're great-looking facilities uh, kind of prepared for that tournament last year. But we get to do it again this year too. Yeah, so just kind of like to help you guys understand the process of like getting the World Series – um, I was fortunate enough to be on the NCAA like committee, softball committee, and they make those selections for the host sites like four and six years out. So, um, you know, we knew going into last season, four years prior to that, that we were going to be hosting right. it that year. I think that the committee, when I was on it, one of the conversations they were very hesitant about bringing it to um, ETBU. You know, there's a couple of reasons. I think part of it was just being in a smaller town um, and just location and things like that. But also the turf field, this is the first time that a D3 national championship has been played on a Mm. turf field. So for a lot of people, that was just a negative. Whereas like if you flip and you talk with the baseball committee, they're going to always look for lights in a turf field first and then go from there. So softball is just in a, a little different mindset. So you know, after much deliberation, instead of giving us what is the typical two-year cycle, they split our cycle with us and another university. Um, You know, typically it's not at universities a whole lot. They have different parks and stuff. Salem, Virginia is one that they have utilized a lot for Division Three. They host a lot of championships. Um, So going into that, we knew for sure what our first, what the initial year is, what we got. And then our other part was supposed to be Illinois Westland was who was supposed to host originally this year. Um, they kind of went through the process and were making a ton of renovations and things like that. Knew they weren't going to be ready, so they swapped their rotation with Salem, Virginia, who ended up not being finished with Gosh. their renovations. renovations. And the so now they've had two basically of their next two host sites that have said, look, we're not going to be ready and have what you guys need. And so um, that's when we got the call in, you know, I think it was July, yeah. um, asking if we were willing to do it. We were excited about the opportunity because initially, like, it is good to have it two years in a row because the first year you're, like, figuring things out and you had this setup, which going into it, me being on the committee previously, I kind of knew the expectations and I've been to a ton of championships. So that gave us, like, a little insight of really what they were looking for. But moving forward, we were excited because we we felt like we did a quality job and the kids had a great experience, but just coming the next year it's just I mean it's going to be easy to kind of slide into it and we have a couple other dynamic things that we want to add and change and adjust and just hopefully continue to give them the best championship experience that we possibly can 
Fantastic. I, I mean, looking forward to that. I saw the the crowds of buses, and and I, you know, I know, like you said, a lot of the local kids um, were helping bat girls, bat boys, stuff yeah. like that. So they they got to participate in that way, and I know they had a great time with it too. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, we're we're so excited for for that, and gosh, I I think. I think for y'all to make it would be one of the biggest sports things in, in our town in a long awesome. time. That would be really, really cool uh, to, to experience. So, obviously, long way to go. Uh, we haven't yeah, even started sure. the season. Uh, long way to go for that. But, um, you know, and one of the things Brandon and I were talking about beforehand, and we – we. Uh, Kind of a, a culture of success, I guess, is the way we'd put that's, it. That's, that's that was developing at ETBU. Um, and what, I'll be honest, you're one of my favorite interviews. You handle it just great. Like, I can just ask a question and she can just go, and it, it's, it's, it's super great. But my favorite moment with you, I think, was last year. I don't know if you remember, we had you on at a preview for the Super Regional Baseball. Brandon oh, and I were right. out there. Yes. We okay, had you yeah. on. And first of all, I was just impressed that you were on because I know how competitive you are. And I know in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I don't want to be here. I want to be, you know, still. But you, you were, you actually made the statement that you're, you're almost kind of glad that Jared and his program get this moment just to them. And I thought, God, that, that takes a lot to be able to say something like that. But it it speaks to the culture, not just the softball program, but the whole athletic culture at ETBU. Talk about that a little bit. Well, for sure. You know, I think Jared and I have a unique relationship, and I got the opportunity to kind of get to know him for, like, multiple years. Him as an assistant coach, our offices were by each other, and so we got an opportunity to kind of grow and um, learn a lot of stuff together. You know, I I consider him like a brother. You know, he's somebody that we have great relationships, and a lot of time, like, softball, baseball coaches, there's not necessarily that relationship, and you know, it's been great to see, like, the transition and the success that he's had, and it is. It's different. Like, um, you know, I've we've been fortunate to have success in our program and um you know it's one of those things that regardless of whether we're able to do it each year like the players on my team most of them you know each year we have new players that they've never experienced that before yeah and sometimes when you have multiple teams at the same time you're splitting it um you know things like that and I love that they got the opportunity to really experience what it's like to be a part of a world series and I mean you know I know that those the times that we've gone to the world series those have been unique and amazing experiences for our student athletes and I wanted that for those players like who wouldn't you know because you know, in essence, we're all on the same team and we're yeah. all like searching for the same goal. So their success is our collective success. So it's not like a animosity thing. It's like, I'm excited for him. Sure. I want him to succeed and I want him to do well. And, you know, I'm looking forward to him doing well again this year. Well, and it's, it's good to hear about the relationship that y'all have because, uh, he gets a new experience this year. You know what it's like to have target on your back. You've yeah. been defending national champion before you've been defending conference champion plenty of time. They roll in number five in the country right now, and the one that, and they've got their own tough non-conference schedule like y'all. So it's yeah. it's going to be exciting to see. But uh, yeah, it's it's good to have someone that's been there uh, yeah. that can kind of speak to. Because there's probably going to be some teams that you've faced before that you're like, you're not that good. Why are you playing this well against us? And you realize, oh, it's... Yeah, you'll get everybody's best game. game. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you get people dogpiling after the games when they beat you. It's like you're the the game that they want to be. And I think that's something that Jared and them will experience this year. And, you know, that's the thing that 
early in my career, I loved that we were the underdog. Like nobody expected us to sure. ever beat UT Tyler or ever beat any of these teams. And to be able to do that, that's like an advantage point. But when this the script is, is flipped and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's best game is going to be against you, it's a different mindset. And, you know, it's it's hard for people to understand that it's so much harder to stay up there than it is to get there. It is. Um, but, you know, I think Jared and Tanner do a great job, and I think they're, they're continuing to utilize the portal and get some of those kids, and I think they're going to – be able to hit the ground running and continue to compete. Well, we're excited for all of it. For softball, I'm looking at the schedule. So the weekend of the 17th is when it gets going, right? In in San Antonio against Trinity. Uh, You can see, well, uh, excuse me, in San Antonio and then against Georgetown uh, or in Georgetown against Southwestern. Uh, We get one game at home February 26th against Central Baptist, and then we're off to Georgia. So uh, if you want to have a a full weekend at home, my goodness, y'all don't get one till the middle of March, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's really unfortunate. You know, the previous year we had – so much. So much at home. Yeah. And people were really excited and wanted to come down and play us because we were hosting World Series. Well, making our schedule, we didn't know we were hosting the World Series. <laughs> and so, you know, there wasn't that necessarily that draw for people to come in and want to get games here. So our schedule is completely flipped. We have very few home games this year. Um, but, you know, that's not necessarily – a bad thing. It's um, you know, it's good for our girls to learn to sure. adjust to different facilities and things like that. So well, we just make up for it by playing at home at the end. me. So, uh, folks, well, it is almost time. We're just a couple weeks away from ETBU softball. Uh, stay tuned here on KMHD. We'll of course keep you posted on all that's that's going on with them. Coach Shirley, thanks so much. It's always great to talk to you. Best of luck this year. I have a feeling we'll be having you, you in a time or two uh, again during this season, but. tuned into the ETVU Sportsnet and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast.